RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock, I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines, China's top legislative body passes a new law to counter foreign sanctions. Bookings begin tomorrow for children aged between 12 and 15 who want to have the BioNTech vaccine. And the government accuses the EU of making unfounded accusations against Beijing's overhaul of Hong Kong's electoral system. The country's top legislative body has passed a new law to counter foreign sanctions. As Priscilla Ung reports, the move by the National People's Congress Standing Committee is seen as Beijing's first major legal step to retaliate against sanctions imposed by Western nations over Hong Kong and Xinjiang. The new law, which takes immediate effect, empowers the State Council to formulate punitive policies to counter foreign sanctions. The retaliatory measures can include banning people from entering the country or expelling them, freezing their assets, and barring them from doing business in China. The law will apply not only to individuals, but also their relatives and organizations. The chairman of the NPC Standing Committee, Li Jianshu, said the legislation is crucial to hit back at what he called unilateral and discriminatory measures imposed by foreign countries. Foreign Ministry spokesman Wang Wenbin also said at a regular press conference that the law is needed to safeguard the country's sovereignty, dignity and interests, as well as to counter Western hegemony. Hong Kong's sole representative on the NPCSC, Tam Yu-chung, agrees. If other countries bully us or interfere with our domestic affairs, we must have the right tools to hit back, he said. Beijing's latest move came after the U.S., European Union, Britain and Canada sanctioned Chinese officials accused of human rights abuses in Hong Kong and Xinjiang. Chief Executive Carrie Lam, one of those sanctioned by the U.S., earlier voiced support for the new law, saying it was important to give foreign governments a taste of their own medicine. BioNTech bookings begin in Hong Kong tomorrow for children aged between 12 and 15. The government says transportation will be provided to take the kids from schools to the city's 24 vaccination centres. Or if the take-up rate is high, the jabs could be given out on campuses. Health chiefs Fia Chan says schools could resume full-day classes if around 70% of teachers and pupils are inoculated. If there are enough or up to a certain percentage of children and teachers vaccinated in the schools, that gives us better position to have more school activities so that on the one hand, the risk can be uh, mitigated or uh, protected. And on the other hand, that uh, they can resume these uh, school activities that is important for the growth and development of children. Kuro Sun Kwan, who heads the Federation of Parent Teacher Associations in Wan Chai, says parents in general want their children to get vaccinated, but they also want more information about the jabs through, for example, a government hotline. I think the school must be uh, prepare some the medical videos or uh, uh, to uh, arrange some the doctors to come or professor to come to the school and to arrange some seminar or a small talk for the parents to let them know more about the vaccination and the result of the vaccine and maybe effects from them. And also, I want the government to have a hotline only for the parents to inquire their worry about the vaccination itself. Hong Kong government has accused the European Union of making what it said were unfounded accusations against Beijing's overhaul of Hong Kong's electoral system, saying the bloc had ulterior motives. 
Earlier this morning, the EU released a statement saying it would increase support for the SAR's civil society, promote the freedom of expression here, and facilitate the movement of Hong Kong citizens. It also said it would be observing the trials of pro-democracy activists. Timmy Sung reports. In a statement, the SAR government spokesman said the electoral overhaul was entirely constitutional, legal, reasonable and rational. He said anti-China forces had created chaos in Nashco while paralyzing the government and colluding with external forces. The spokesman said President Xi Jinping had stressed that the central government would as he put it, unswervingly implement the policy of one country, two systems, saying this would ensure that it was fully applied here without being bent or distorted. This spokesman also attacked the EU's stance on the arrest of what he said were so-called pro-democracy activists. He said any law enforcement action was based on evidence and was strictly in accordance with the law. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past 11. Customs officers say they've seized goods worth $120 million in what they say is the biggest ever bust of a speedboat smuggling operation. Goods, including luxury bags and parts from endangered animals, were being loaded onto a boat near Lao Phao San last week when customs took action. Four people have been arrested. Mark Wu, the head of the Syndicate Crimes Investigation Bureau, said the smuggling operation was well organised. The syndicate carried out very sophisticated uh, counter-surveillance activity on our officers. They employ several speedboats to patrol in the western waters. And they also send some syndicate members to check the area surrounding the loading pond in Novo San. And finally, they even use the drums to assist in their counter-surveillance activities. So we need to adjust our enforcement strategies constantly in order to circumvent their activity. Hong Kong Airlines says it will operate just eight aircraft focusing on cargo for at least the next year, as it confirms a major restructuring that will see an undisclosed number of redundancies. Its A320 jets will be grounded from next month, and some staff will be offered six months of leave, most of it unpaid. Analyst Brendan Sobey of Sobey Aviation says the number of job losses may depend on how many staff go on leave. I think the eight aircraft is, you know, realistic. The reality is, is that there's no passenger demand from Hong Kong still. And the reality is, is that Hong Kong Airlines has struggled financially since before the pandemic as part of H&A Group, which is, has, is really struggling financially and does not have the government support like CAFE does. So it doesn't have the money and the, and the support that CAFE does. So the only realistic thing to do is to, to shrink down to a very bare minimum and to focus on cargo, which is what you can do with these 8A330s. Medical experts have told RTHK that people who have been vaccinated shouldn't bother splashing out for an antibody test in order to test their level of protection. They call it a waste of money and warn that the results could be misleading. Wendy Wong has a story. So-called vaccine efficacy tests can set you back $800 and they've been gaining in popularity at some private clinics and laboratories. Are you wondering whether the vaccine is effective? One clinic asks on his website saying that taking an antibody test after getting vaccinated helps to evaluate the immune effects and ensure the vaccine can effectively fight the virus. A staff member at a clinic record says the test can even be used to show how long the protection from a COVID vaccine will last. You have to uh, take this blood test and you know how many protections on the, this vaccine will be in your body. And the doctor will explain for you how many you can use in your body. If it's high, then you can use around uh, maybe a half year or one year, he will tell you. So maybe some person will be 80%, some person is 70, 70%, and something will be 90, 90 something. So we will tell you how many is using in your body. 
But infectious diseases expert Professor Ivan Hong from the University of Hong Kong dismisses such claims. That's misleading. That's not true at all. Because each individual can sustain the antibody level at different rates, it's very difficult to project just based on one single value of your antibody level. We would not recommend individuals to take the antibody and it's not necessary. An expert advising the government on its coronavirus strategy, Professor David Ho from the Chinese University, questioned the accuracy of such tests. The usual blood test organized by the usual laboratory is only testing the B cell response. B cell response is only one of the weapons conferred by the vaccine. There are also T cell response, which is not reflected in the conventional blood test. So even if the test on the B cell response is negative, it doesn't mean the person is not having any effect. There may be T cell response. Professor Hoy said in any case, T cell response can be measured in university or rather advanced laboratories. Hong Kong and Singapore will try to revive a travel bubble scheme that's been twice delayed because of COVID-19. The two sides will review the target date of inaugural flights and make an announcement on the way forward in early July. A Hong Kong government spokesman insists the two cities are still strongly committed to launching the scheme to resume air travel in a gradual and orderly manner under stringent public health protocols. Hotel operators have been urged to take measures to improve their business rather than forcing staff to get vaccinated against COVID-19. This comes after the Peninsula Hotel in Chimsa Choi warned of possible layoffs if 70% of its staff weren't inoculated by the end of the month. Alex Choi from the Hotel Employees Union says hotels should try to boost business by extending the opening hours of their restaurants for vaccinated staff and customers. Most of the hotel just need to open Song C or Song D in order to enhance their business. Some of the employees might be willing to vaccinate. I know some of the hotel asked those who already vaccinate to do the food and beverage job for Song C and Song D, which is just a substitution within different departments. It is a solution for forcing employees to have vaccination. Next Digital has lost its bid for a court order to get back documents seized by the police during their national security investigation into the company's founder, Jimmy Lai. Timmy Sung reports. Scores of officers descended on the company's offices in Changquanlo last August after the pro-democracy media tycoon was arrested on suspicion of colluding with foreign forces as well as fraud. Police took away about 30 boxes of documents. Next Digital, which publishes Apple Daily, had hoped the High Court would order the return of any privileged legal and journalistic materials seized during the raid, as well as paperwork not covered by the police's search warrant. But handing down his ruling, High Court Judge Rosen Chan said any challenge to the lawfulness of the warrant could only be done by way of a judicial review and not through civil proceedings. To permit a recipient of a search warrant to mount a public law challenge of the lawfulness of the warrant almost a year after the issuance and execution of the same would wreak havoc to law enforcement in Hong Kong, he wrote. The court was also asked to grant an injunction order to stop the police looking at the documents seized. But the judge said this request does not get off the ground. He said there is already a protocol in place for next media and the police to review the materials to balance the interests of the two sides. Having benefited from this protocol, Next Digital cannot at the same time bring everything to a standstill by way of an injunction, he said. They simply cannot have their cake and eat it. 
Rice groups in Taiwan say coronavirus restrictions placed on some of the island's migrant workforce are discriminatory and must be lifted. BBC's Michael Bristow reports. Officials in the island's Miaoli County have issued an order banning migrant workers from going out, except for work. The police are stopping and questioning foreigners found out of doors. The aim is to control infections during Taiwan's first serious coronavirus outbreak. The rule does not apply to Taiwanese workers, and rights groups say this is discrimination. Taiwan is often praised as one of Asia's most progressive democracies, but it's also criticised for its treatment of migrant workers. China has called a move by American President Joe Biden to revoke an executive order banning TikTok and WeChat in the US, a positive step in the right direction. The Commerce Ministry in Beijing says it hopes Washington will treat Chinese companies fairly and avoid politicizing trade and economic issues after it ordered a security review of the apps. VUC Samira Hussein is in New York. Although former U.S. President Donald Trump signed an executive decree to ban TikTok, the order was challenged in court, and TikTok was still the most downloaded app in America last year. Now, this new order signed by President Biden is significant because it's a clear sign that he shares some of the same concerns as his predecessor, that Chinese-made apps could be forced to hand over the personal information of its users to Beijing. Now, TikTok's parent company, ByteDance, has consistently pushed back against that contention. Former anchorman on state television in Belarus has left the country in haste after falling foul of President Alexander Lukashenko. BBC's Mike Sanders reports. Singing this Soviet-era song outside the state television building was enough to seal Dzyanis Dujinsky's fate. Called Wind of Change, it symbolised resistance to President Alexander Lukashenko's re-election and landed him in jail for ten days after he was sacked. Mr Dujinsky had already incurred the president's displeasure by siding with people detained outside Symbol.by. That's a shop that used to sell T-shirts poking fun at the president. It's closed now along with almost all other avenues of protest. In the NBA playoffs, the Phoenix Suns have routed the Denver Nuggets to extend their lead in the Western Conference semifinals. Nikola Jokic had 24 points and 13 rebounds for the Nuggets the day after he was named the league's most valuable player. But that wasn't enough. Chris Paul had 17 points and 15 assists without a turnover for the Suns, and Devin Booker added 18 points and 10 rebounds. Phoenix took this one, 123 to 98 for a 2-0 series lead. A reminder of our top service tonight, China's top legislative body passes a new law to counter foreign sanctions. Bookings begin tomorrow for children aged between 12 and 15 who want to have the BioNTech vaccine. And the government accuses the EU of making unfounded accusations against Beijing's overhaul of Hong Kong's electoral system. That's the news from RTHK. Thank you very much indeed. Robert Kemp back after the midnight pips. For now, though, on Radio 3, it's you and me and the music. When life doesn't seem worth a living And you don't really care who you are When you feel there's no one beside you Look for a star When you know you're alone and so lonely And your friends have travelled afar There is some Stop. 
next 45 minutes, we'll be hearing from Nat King Cole, Edie Gourmet, Noel Callard does blues, Patricia Chan also sings, as does the King Elvis, Jerry Monroe, Louis Armstrong and his gang, and Judy Jim. So, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are, you're more than welcome. A rich man, a poor man, a beggar, no matter And dum de da, diddy dum, etc. etc. You want to be in touch? It's Radio Pete at Gmail. Oh, me clothes, hold me tight, make me thrill with delight. Let me know where I stand from the start. I want you, I need you, I, I love you with all my heart. Disappear. 